Hi, I'm Ernie Hudson, and you're listening to the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. Welcome to episode 125 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian the Sauce Sharpley. Hello! And Matt Cassell. I'm terrified. I thought... How spooky. I When you were going through the intro, I was like... No offense. Oh, oh come on. Was that on purpose? Yeah, totally. Okay. When you were going through the intro, you are like 125, and I, for whatever reason, I had it in my head that it was 126, because today is October 26th. Today is October 26th. Monday night, October 26th. And this is the final 2015 installment of McSaustober. And to send McSaustober out on grand fashion, we're doing a little dealer's choice Ouija board tonight. That's right, folks. We're asking the Ouija board which questions to choose. We're calling for, for on... The, for dead, the aforementioned Dealy Wheelie Cheely, the dealer's choice wheel. Dead nerds from long ago will be able to help us decide which fan question we will read and answer tonight. Because we can't make those decisions ourselves. We need help from... We like, we the, like the, the random nature of the afterlife. Yes, we do. What kind of afterlife do you think that is it going to be the Beetlejuice afterlife? They're going to be sandworms in that waiting room? Do I, what, what afterlife do I think is going to be selecting listeners' questions? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, I suppose they ran a pretty tight ship in the Beetlejuice afterlife that could dedicate an employee to choosing questions for the mix sauce podcast <laughs> they had numbers you had to wait they had a book a manual the uh what is it the guide to the recently deceased for the recently deceased is yeah that right yeah that's true user's guide uh, user's manual guide. or whatever manual yeah the, like stereo instructions the afterlife and bill and ted's bogus journeys probably a little sparse they probably don't have the manpower since you know, I think it was just death living in that empty world. That's true. Um, are a nightmare before Christmas? Is that there? Are they dead? Is that the thing, or they're just Halloween Town? I think they're town. they're the idea of Halloween. So we can't call upon them. They are the personification of Halloween. Mm. Yes. Uh, but uh, before we go too far, I'd like to talk to the personification. Of housekeeping. Oh, with well done. Oh, look out. Get into business. A nice, a spooky segue. If you would like to check out any of the McSauce goodness. No, 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 do the whole housekeeping with that voice. In this haunted <laughs> voice. Go to McSauce.com. I like how you almost slipped into Dracula. Go to McSauce.com. There you can find web comics <laughs> and reviews of comic books as well as this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. It got real Russian. 
at some point there. It was like Sergey Dracula. <laughs> I'm not Sergey do- Draculovsky. I'm not doing that shit. Vladimir the Impaler. Vlad, Vlad the uh, housekeeper. Go to facebook.com backslash or forward slash mix sauce and you can find it's all. Definitely a forward slash. It's 100% a forward slash. I learned my lesson. So you can find all the links to our. All of the things that we're up to as well as friends of the show like that old comic smell Tom Lynch Tom Lynch a fireside chat that's true um more than you can chew more than you can chew thoughts from the top of a Ferris wheel (sighs) something like mechanics case gathering I do yeah I don't know it's like uh they're, they do a lot of stuff with uh, the Ren Fair, right? They do that, right? It's yeah. uh, a union of... They dress up and blow each other. Something like <laughs> a that. Bo- perhaps a box with gears in it? <laughs> something. Soul Box Union. Gear Box Union. A great podcast, so check them out as well. Just playing, guys. We love you. And if you'd like to hear some of the old school episodes that we have we're doing halloween episode tonight we have a whole host of halloween episodes in the bank you can go back and listen to a pound of twizzlers or oh that's that's an old old timey episode of the podcast do you guys remember the episode that we did last year before halloween i believe it was called it was episode 78 called Ronald McMurder. Ronald McMurder has the funniest bumper because we were watching like the creepiest, scariest commercials ever. And there was one with this creepy clown talking about some kind of breakfast cereal, but where it got really out of control was when we were watching these European commercials. And in one, there was a car, it was like a don't drink and drive ad. And there was this car that lost control and it like veered off of the road and through like a a small wall and into a park and ran over every kindergartner on an outdoor field trip. And I remember well, it didn't. It, it didn't run over them. The car goes off the road. It, it rolls. It rolls on top of them. It flips on like, top of okay, them. That recess session just gets right. wiped out completely. All these dead children uh, and. And as we saw it for the first time, our reaction is absolutely priceless, particularly Ian's. I always have great reactions. You you did. It's so funny. So what episode is that? Go back. If you go to mcsaucepodcast.libsynliberatedsyndicate.com, episode 78, Ronald McMurder. And the bumper of that episode, we typically sit in our studio, we turn the lights down, we get some candles going, and we usually scare ourselves pretty bad. We have amazing ambiance tonight, by the way. We have the the candles going, the jack-o'-lanterns. I almost wish the listening audience could be here with us, so that way they could see this ambiance. But what what I would like to say, actually I can't because I completely lost my train of thought. 
You were, talking, can, you were talking about how well the ambiance. Yeah, but there was something else I was going to say before that. It's just well, to see some of the ambiance of our studio, you can go to our YouTube page. If you go to Facebook, we have our YouTube page up there. You can also go through mixsauce.com. Our links, we, have, we only have a few videos on the page, but we'll be uploading more as we go along. We're kind of getting used to visual media. We're, we're getting our feet wet. Uh, what I was going to say before, though, was that, um, you know, we named that, that episode last Halloween, Ronald McMurder. I find it to be one of my favorite parts of doing the show is that we never know what the title is going to be. So right now we have no idea what the title of this episode could be. It could be called Ian Takes a Picture of a Candle. Or it could be called Paul Spends the Whole Podcast Texting. You just never know. It could be Matt loses his train of thought and we have to scramble. You know. You never know. I'm upset that my sound effects are on my phone. Why? I don't know. Because everyone heard you take that picture. Sounds off. Oh. You need a new phone, son. All right, Mr. Salesman. So tonight, for the final episode, the final installment of Mixostober... What do we have on the docket to talk about? I think we've got some great listener questions. We put the call out earlier today. Send us your Halloween slash spooky themed question for tonight's episode. Matt, you're furrowing your brow. I'm just trying to remember how many how many submissions did the intern tell us we got? Oh, was it, was it over two thousand this time? Yeah, I think Lee really spent all day. I think, it was, I day. think it was just short. Of we don't 2000. even name his name. He's he's too low, low on the on the um, on the rung. He's he's at the lowest rung he, of the McSauce ladder. You know, it's weird because he runs Gearbox Union, but with us, he's right. He's, he's low on our on our list, but but we still love him. But we just can't name him by name, so he's the intern. How many submissions did the intern present to us? Over 2,000. We narrowed it down. We spent a lot of time today sifting through, making sure that we had the right questions. And we did come up with about, it looks like about six different questions that we have. Oh my God, six out of 2,500. It was hard work, man. I mean, like, it it doesn't take much for the intern to just take those emails and letters that we receive in the mail. And in give them to us that that's like no energy but right. for us we have we have to read through them right we and make everything. sure that we have the right content for this show right so what we do have are six great questions and i'll go through which ones we will put on the ouija board to help us decide <clears throat> what we're going to ask Could big contributor fan and guest host of the show darcy asks if we would, if we could pick a team of heroes, villains, heroes or villains to star in a standard horror movie plot, kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, who would live, who would die, who's a crazy mastermind, etc. Jody from That Old Comic Smell asks, "Do you have any long-standing Halloween traditions?" Travis also from That Old Comic Smell asks. Would you get your picture taken with Robert the Doll without asking for his permission? Brian asks, 
If Dracula, an immortal woman, conceive a child, would it be born undead? Justin, also a contributor and a guest host on this show, he also had a question. Paul, I think you have that question. Is Justin asked our the worst nightmare we've ever had. And finally, Janine has a pretty intricate question here. If you're forced to play a Fear Factor-like game, you have no choice but to complete one of the following tasks to win a million dollars. For the sake of this, let's just say... Let's for just your say boxes with creepy stuff or blowing a guy and swallowing. I was going to say, for the sake of this episode, for your life, million dollars, that's winning. But it's Halloween, there's murder and death involved. Do it or die. Enclosed in a plastic coffin with 50 scorpions. Enclosed in same said coffins with 100 snakes. Swim in an aquarium filled with sharks. No cages, no weapons. Boxes with evil stuff or blowjob. Eat a live centipede as well. And then give another dude a BJ. So those are the questions that we have. And I guess we'll we'll have to go to Luigi here, and figure out uh, what we're gonna do. So let's all let's all put our hands on the Ouija. What is that? What is the the selector that the Ouija has? Is it? It has an official name. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Did anybody while we're while we're looking that up? Did anybody see the Ouija movie? I didn't. No, did but that uh, that really cute girl from. Um, Bates Motel is in it. That's all. I don't. Oh, it's a isn't it? It's it's called a Palantir. It's the same That's thing it? as that. Is the Saruman globe? That's what the thing is called. Palantir is that? Okay. I thought those were called. Um, uh, I don't know. I didn't think it was called a Palantir. Isn't that? Yeah, it is a Palantir, or a planchette. So, all right, let's put our hands on the plantier and uh, figure yeah. out what's moving. It's going over to. It looks like it's Travis. Good old Trav. Would you get your picture taken with Robert the doll without asking for his permission? Paul, you've done some research on Robert the doll. A little, ba- little Wikipedia background on Robert the doll, because since. Ian asked, read us this question earlier before the show started, and we were all like, who? What? And, you know, being a supernatural fan of the medium, not just the TV show, like, I, f- I really feel like I should have known what the fuck Robert the Doll is. So, Robert the Doll, in essence, is a haunted doll that takes up residence in Key West. Um, it was owned by former painter Robert Eugene Otto. It's alleged to be possessed by spirits and has a terrifying reputation. It was also the um, inspiration for Chucky, the horror, the horror movie doll. I guess what you're supp- it's, it's part of ghost tours in Key West and you know people go and see it and you're supposed to ask the doll for permission to take its picture. Uh, from what I can see on the internet, there are quite a handful of letters written 
to the doll saying things like, Robert, I'm sorry I didn't ask for permission. When I left Key West, my credit card got billed extra money. Uh, my car wouldn't start. You know, I, my cat bit me when I got home. We lost luggage with all of our souvenirs in it. All of this bad luck seems to follow after you don't ask Robert permission. So you need to ask the doll permission or shit goes, shit goes wrong for you. Ian, would you ask Robert for permission or just willy-nilly take his picture? It seems like a pretty simple thing. And, and oh, Robert the doll is dressed like a 19, 19, early 20th century American sailor. So when you Google image him and you see the really creepy Annabelle-looking doll, that's not it. It is the goofy-looking one that looks like a potato with a sailor's hat on. Yeah, he's got a dog on his lap. Pretty harmless-looking doll. I'm not one to get all wrapped up in the occult. I don't really believe in ghosts and goblins and shit like that. But I'm not going to fuck around with this. If people are getting fucked up and writing this doll letters... Why tempt fate? That's what I was going to say. I'll just ask him for permission. It seems pretty simple. Why would people do that? Why would people go in there and intentionally invite bad vibes on themselves by... Not asking simply for permission. Matt, I feel like of the three of us, you'd be you'd be the one that would go in helter skelter and just snap some pictures, right? No, I have to agree with Ian. Um, I probably don't believe it, but what would be the point of doing it other than to show what a badass you are by taking pictures of this doll? Like, well, watch do circum- this. Do circumstances come in? To the equation, like, is this your first vacation with some super hottie that you really need to impress? <laughs> is that like, how you impress you're like, watch this, sweet cheeks. I'm going to take a picture of this doll without asking its permission. <laughs> and sweet cheeks is like, why did you take me here? <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> but, but later... I, I but wanted later, to go to fucking Jamaica. I wanted to go to the beach. But later, when Sweet Cheeks turns her back, I'm going to whisper over to Robert the doll and be like, dude, it's okay that I did that, right? And he winks at you. Totally cool. I probably don't see the risk in taking the chance, but at the same time, I can't help but feel like, nah, I don't believe it. And I was looking at like, oh, my cat bit me. I got a charge on my credit card for $50. Like, I'm sorry, but that's not really bad luck. Like, bad. I thought it was going to be like, I got home and, like, my one son killed my other son or something like that. Like, I lost both of my legs right as soon as I left. Right. My plane crashed and I died after I took this picture. I'm sorry from beyond the grave. So being such a skeptic of all the quote-unquote bad luck these people are having, why don't you just take his picture? You can handle an extra fifty dollars on your credit card, you know. So your cat bites you. So what? I think just I, take his picture I then, think, right? Hold on a second, Paul. In general, I think I have fairly bad luck. <laughs> I, I <laughs> we're, think, in a, we're in a how much worse can it get situation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get. Can we have an example of bad luck? You guys know me, and and I think Matt it's, had a telemarketer this week. Tell him to lick his pussy. <laughs> True story. True story. True story. So I suppose Matt's luck's <laughs> fairly bad. That so, story's making me cry. <laughs> Robert, I'm sorry I didn't ask permission. 
A telemarketer right, told me to lick his pussy. And, and, I was so caught off guard, I didn't have a witty retort prepared. An Indian gentleman telemarketer told me to lick his pussy. He then told me, hey, wait, wait, wait. He would, wait, can I? An uh, Indian hermaphrodite told me to lick his pussy and suck his dick. Let, let's just, hold on a second. First of all, I, I have some questions about hermaphrodites, which we can get into, but... We can. <laughs> but you said he was an Indian gentleman. I assure you, he was anything but a gentleman. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, now, here's my thing. Because I wanted examples of your bad luck because sometimes I think that you do invite these things upon yourself. The story that... Are you going to tell the story or... The telemarketer call? Yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of did. The okay. marketer called. I said, please don't call me anymore. Right. He told me to lick his pussy. <laughs> Clearly a scam. Now, here's the thing. No one you, from Comcast has ever told me you, to lick their pussy. You could have avoided... Oh, my God. It makes me cry. <laughs> because I work on the phone for a living, and I wish that I could tell somebody to lick my pussy. <laughs> but you could have avoided all of that by just... <clears throat> Just either not answering your phone, letting it go to voicemail, or saying your piece and immediately hanging up on him and not waiting for anything after you told them to, please don't call this number anymore, click. Right. So, in a way, sometimes I feel like you invite these things upon yourself. So, in a Robert the Doll situation, he's definitely going to tell you to lick his pussy. I would agree with that, but what else do I invite upon myself? Ah, uh, the the LA Fitness Gym situation. I feel oh, is fuck partially guys. your fault, but we don't have to get into that. Fuck those guys. Okay. <laughs> this episode is not brought to you by LA Fitness, folks. If you're looking to get in shape, go work out somewhere, get a nice looking body. Don't do it at LA Fitness. Make sure that you read the fine print, folks. That's all I'm saying. Read the fine read print. Read the fine print. Don't get caught off guard looking at the sexy girls in their hot gym outfits as the guy's trying to explain everything to you. I swear they they pay those girls to walk by as you're signing the contracts. I, I, I understand, man. I understand. I had to sign one of those contracts, too. You have no idea what you signed. It's not our fault. I know that I didn't pay. For I didn't bring that upon me. They tricked me. If, if It feels like it feels like it might have been something that could have been avoided. But... Go ahead and take LA Fitness aside. <laughs> I'm sorry. Paul, you didn't actually answer the question. I know where you stand, but and so does the listening audience. But go ahead. Enlighten no, us. I absolutely would not. Why tempt fate? True. I feel like I, I grew up with enough weirdness. You are the most superstitious of all of us. Do you have any other superstitions? Do you like have to... Uh... I'm not like a throw the salt over the shoulder like don't walk on my wife is and traditional superstition i can't stand that she knocks the salt over all the time and is throwing it over her shoulder and where we eat our bird is right behind her shoulder so our bird is getting salt every fucking dinner yeah it's it's not a it's not a superstition type thing but it's, you know, I'm not going to fuck around with the supernatural. The, the only reason that you would is because you have 
you have something to prove. You have to try to look like you're brave or tough or cool. Fuck that shit. I'm over that. I want to know, and I know that we have... Because I am none of the above, by the way. I know that we have big horror fans in the audience. I know that we have some ghost hunters that possibly would listen to our show. I want to know, or put the call out to people that would know, Mike Holshue, what's the worst thing that has happened to somebody that has taken Robert the Doll's picture and not asked for permission? I would like to know, so if you can give me that information, that would be like, great. Do they immediately go blind or something? That, I would be like, wow, that Robert the Doll is for real. It seems like it's all just like, I ran out of gas. Right. But I forgot to... My, my shoe came untied. <laughs> you know what, assholes? Keep fucking joking, all right? <laughs> because you guys say this shit now in the comfort of the studio. I gotta hang now. Like, oh shit, my hair isn't working properly today. But <laughs> let's, let's fucking go and take a picture of this thing and see which one of you's like, click, 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 click. I'm going to take a picture of it. No problem. I can handle a $50 charge or some messy hair I asked hair for a chocolate chip cookie and they gave me oatmeal raisin. They didn't fill my large fries all the way to the top. You two are so fucking tough. So I fucking I said cream badass. and sugar with my coffee and they only gave me cream. You know Robert what? the Doll! <laughs> I Whenever wanna, anything I bad happens, you have to bill. scream Robert, Robert the Doll! The that probably does something too! Don't even do it now. I want to foot the fucking bill for the three of us to go down there to have you two assholes just court disaster! Wait, wait, wait. Do we get a free vacation out of it? Oh, yeah. I'm t- I'll, I'll, I'll take my picture without permission. Are you taking us to Key West? If, if I had the fucking extra cash to take the three of us to Key West just to have you guys take a picture of this doll without asking, I'd totally do it. I got sand in my shoes! You know, you know the whole time happened. I'd have a perfect vacation. You guys would have be fucking galled in the thighs or something. And I'd be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, see? Robert the doll. You know what That's would what for happens. real happen? Here's what would for real happen. Like, I would, like, the... I would lose my tickets for the Star Wars movie. That's something that would happen. Oh, shit. Robert the Doll is already working on us. He's already on it? (laughs) He's like Fandango, my ass, in his little sailor outfit on his his little laptop. With his potato face. And his dog's like, fuck those guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I think we answered that one. Thank you, Travis, for that question. (laughs) Why don't we move on to our second, <laughs> our second fan question? All right, all right. Get, well, get your hands on the. All right, everybody, touch the, plant, the plantier. Plantier. All right, let's, all right Charlie, let's, get your hand off mine. I'm sorry, man. I'm just. I feel close to you now. We got this Robert the Doll thing going on, and so the. All right, it's you know which question. Holy shit! Look at it move. Do we have to answer next? It's going to... It looks like it's Justin's. What did Justin ask? What's your worst, worst nightmare? nightmare. nightmare? Worst nightmare. Worst nightmare? Okay. Justin, that is a really simple but really good question. Because I bet you we've all had some good nightmares. When I say good nightmares, I mean scary as shit. But here's here, here's what the disclaimer for my nightmares. They're always way scarier 
right when they happen. And then, you know, the next morning and into the next day, and especially years later, they sound absurd. But I assure you, my, my terror is real when I tell you the story about the spoon killer that was in my house. The old spoon killer. The spoon killer. Off of Soundgarden Super Unknown. <laughs> was that a... Spoon Man. Spoon Man. Uh, no, this is the Spoon Killer. So when spoon I was... Spoon Killer. It does sound like a song, doesn't it? Uh-huh. So it's got that wicked spoon solo in the middle. There was this crazy <laughs> killer <laughs> that was in our house in the middle of the night. And it was me and my whole family. And we were in the dark trying to like kind of huddle and hide i remember we had gone downstairs into the family room we're kind of hiding behind the couch um from the killer who we knew was elsewhere in the house and we were trying to like get away and and one of the things that made it so scary is that i remember my dad was scared in the dream my dad was never scared. Things didn't scare him. So, like, whenever you have that, you're out of your comfort zone, your safety blanket isn't there. It makes it particularly scary. And I can, and this is where it gets really stupid, and this is why it's, like, <laughs> incredibly dumb. So he, he was a killer, and he would kill you literally. He would, like, spoon out your heart or whatever. Oh, boy. Was it, like, a big spoon? Was it an I ice cream had, scoop? No, like... I think he had maybe an arsenal of regular tablespoons. Hmm. Yeah. So he like laid it out on the table and where traditional killers have knives as their weapons. Yeah, maybe. He had a variety of spoons. So my dad suggested maybe we can fight back. Maybe we can take him on with the best means that, that we knew how. And that would be with forks. We'd go in the kitchen and get some forks. Because a fork beats a spoon. This is a anyway. real rocks, paper, scissors situation here. Right. And, and I don't really remember anything beyond that. I remember we were going to get some forks and we were going to try to fight our way out of it. We never did. But, but all I remember was the terror that I felt when I woke up. I don't know as a child that I ever had a scarier dream, even though it doesn't sound that bad. I, I promise I was petrified. The only other dream that I could talk about, and I know that you know I'm kind of going over my limit by picking two dreams, but I'm going to do it anyway. We don't have a limit here. This one was a little bit more recent, so this is as an adult. I was outside, maybe like at a park or something, public place, people, it's beautiful and sunny outside, and all of a sudden, I see these airplanes, these, these fighter jets fly overhead at like fucking supersonic speed. Next thing I know, in the not very far like horizon, big explosions. All of a sudden, I realize, holy shit, I'm in the middle of a war zone. In my city, in the United States, we are at war suddenly. And you feel completely powerless because there's all this machinery and these weapons that are going on. You have no defense. I just thought for sure I was gonna, I was about to blow up. I had no idea what was going on. But just all of a sudden, it went from a gorgeous day to fucking World War Three. That was kind of scary. <clears throat> I don't have really specific dreams that I can remember. But I... To this day, even I say as recently as last week, I wake up in the middle of the night and I feel that I see a shape or a shadow or a face or something in my room that makes me jump out of bed and turn the lights on. Yeah. Last week, I did the same thing 
We have a new TV that has a red light. That's it's it's not the brightest light, so I don't cover it up. I I don't like to have a lot of things shining. I don't like to have clocks around whenever I'm trying to sleep. I don't like to have lights. I'll tape them over or cover them with things because I can't stand it. Because they steal your soul. No, because they keep me awake. But I have a new TV that has a red light, and it's. It's a small red light, so it doesn't bother me all that bad. But when I wake up in the middle of the night, I look over. I swear to God, the you the think sh- it's a wild monster. The shape of the light changes constantly. <clears throat> like there are different patterns that I can see. I'm without my glasses or contacts. I'm fucking blind, so that probably has something to do with all of this. So I look up and I see, and it, I swear to fucking god it was the predator like light and i looked over i saw a shape and i jumped i i thought predator was here to rip my spine oh my out goodness. and and there was no this Arnold is... schwarzenegger to save me no carl weathers <laughs> i no was creed i was fucked so this I, is less than a year from the what was it, the Ninja Pirate? Yeah, I had um, I had a similar situation where I woke up in the middle middle of the night, and I swear that there was a it was like a a haunted Native American chief leering over top of me, and I jumped out of my bed and I flicked the lights on, and I did the same thing this past week when I thought the predator was in my room. Oh my I jumped out of bed, I flicked the lights on, my dogs and wife were just kind of looking at me, and I was like, ah, oh, uh, it's cool. No predator. Turn the light. Does she, like, say, dude, what is wrong with you? Because that's not normal to, to it, like, jump out of bed and turn the lights on and meet. Like, people don't do that. But it's normal in the Sharply house, apparently. apparently right? I do it at least <clears throat> once every three months. Because if I'm laying there, like, let's say you and I are a couple of you. And we're laying there in bed together. Well, we've we've slept in the same room before. We have. And, and... I'm I'm in a very comfortable, peaceful sleep, and you being the little spoon, being the little spoon. You got your other hand between two pillows, and you suddenly also that's what I like to Matt's butt cheeks. (laughs) That's what I like to call. And you suddenly leap up out of bed like a fucking cannon and turn the lights on and scream like a girl and, and and like run in place. There was no screaming. There was no running in place. I would be so Once angry. the lights were on, I was assured because that there was no predator no, no, or listen, Indian listen, chief. Listen. I was assured as manly. Listen, <laughs> because you would have startled me awake. That pit- I hate being startled awake. Like, there's nothing that pisses me off more than being woken up with fear. Don't do that. Actually, no. I'm excited for the next road trip when I do this on purpose. I'm... <laughs> I think the most annoying wake-up call I ever got in my life, I, it was in the summertime, and uh, like every night I would camp out um, in the living room on the floor uh, in a sleeping bag. I don't know. It was weird. And, and it was. The, was, right. And there was uh, a couch right where my head was. Like I would, My head and then the couch was like right behind me. Uh, we had a dog. We had a shih tzu, and he would like sleep on on the couch like right above my head well in the morning he got up and he jumped off and he jumped on my face as i was sleeping that's how i woke Mm. up one morning and his little dog claws all over my face i hated waking up that day but i really really hate being startled awake i hate it 
You're I'm, like almost kind of embarrassed, and you're in that weird like like haze, and you want to you don't know where to direct your anger yet. I mean, you can be startled awake and not be embarrassed if the predator's in your room, but when you once you come to the realization exactly. it's just the light on the new TV, then you're like, oh, I'm because an I have to then explain myself and like. The light. It was the predator. It doesn't it look like doesn't it. it look and like everybody's it? like, no. But it's not like uh, it's not going to be the predator. Like that's what I you thought were, it was. Exi- right, but that's that's a bad excuse. Like if you were like, I thought it was. If 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 you thought it was some amorphous something, just something thing in the room. Uh huh. That's way creepier. And like more legit to your fright than oh it's the predator it's something that some Hollywood guys created or you know what I mean that's what you think I mean I don't know what's out there in the galaxy it could be the predator how fucked up would that be if we learned that that was a documentary series right correct but until we learn that it's a documentary series. <laughs> The the unknown is more terrifying than the predator monster, cause like it's like what's it what's he gonna like what's the worst he's gonna do he's gonna just he's gonna shoot and you're dead. Oh, worst. he's getting pro- you alive. Yeah, I mean there, 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 well, all right. there are a multitude of predator deaths. Yeah, he skinned like a tribe of people alive mm-hmm. in the first film. He is notorious for collecting trophies, which are your skull and spine. It could be after you're dead. Or that's be. how you die. Oh, I'm going to get my head ripped off with my spine still intact. I mean, that's a pretty brutal death. Imagine that your brain's still functioning for a little bit as it's separated from so your body. The, so when Ian saw that, he was like, I'm about to have my head ripped off and have my spine attached to it. Turn the lights off! Oh, <laughs> it's my TV. It was my bathrobe. I'm I'm sorry, everybody. Everybody go back to sleep. Now, have you ever had a night terror? Do you know what those are? The name night terror. I I never have. The name night terrors itself. I don't really know what a night terror is, so So, explain, please. So what it basically is is when you kind of wake up, you're in kind of a, a bit of a twilight state where you're awake and at least semi cognizant of what's going on. But you can't move. Mm. Your something is happening that is so frightening. Your body is essentially paralyzed. Hmm. You, I, I think I had it once, but I was so like out of it. But I'm pretty sure I remember, and it probably happened in my like early to mid twenties. And I was laying on my back, and I don't even remember what scared me, but I remember that feeling of being just unable to move and it and just that alone was scary or like too scared to move like oh my god if i move i think i feel like i've had that before where i voluntarily didn't move well no it wasn't voluntary because i wanted to move because i i think i remember something being in the room that i wanted to get up and take some kind of action but i couldn't so that that's not a good feeling i guess people like legitimately get night terrors like could you like holy shit that would suck if you got those on a regular basis yeah you gotta you gotta be able to spring out of bed and flip the light on man that's all clearly sharply doesn't get night terrors i'm fucking i'm a athlete (laughs) from 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 slumber to uh the like yeah you go from zero to 60 faster than anybody Paul? paul 
yeah, um, Justin had asked this question earlier, and there was only... We were talking about, like, the different levels of of nightmares and, you know, being woken up and being afraid of everything that happens after. And there was really only one time in my life that I had that movie style, you sit up immediately in bed and you're covered in sweat and you're immediately awake and you can feel every nerve in your body Mm -hmm. is on fire. You are alive. When did this happen? Um, This happened, had to be... 2004, 5-ish. Okay. 3, 2003 or something. Over 10 years ago. Yeah, right after, right after college. Um, oh, so it was in the 80s. Oh, funny stuff. Funny stuff. It was... To That's this mixed-sauce-tober humor, sharply. Mm. If I had to guess, Paul, I, th- I think it's more like 2007-ish. No, nope. it was no, it was way so before. So Ian then. knows this story. Then. I do know this story. Wow, this this is a famous <clears throat> story. Go ahead. Um, yeah, it was it was it was it was way way before then, um, and to this day, like it's been the most like I had scary dreams as a kid, but like I was out of college at this point. I was an adult, and I still woke up covered in sweat, sat up, rod straight. I I never went from how was the rest dead of your sleep. body. It was. <laughs> I, I did I have a boner? Well, you said your rod was straight, right? <laughs> I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't think I did. I mean, unless Paul has one of those curvy boners. You ever see those? I, like, I, oh like, yeah. In a goofy way, like creepy stuff turns me on, but not like this. I mean, this was just this was terrifying, and it was like I'll tell the story, and like you guys will be like, oh, it's not that scary. It's kind of kind of dumb. Well, that's what I was saying. But psychologically, all, all <clears throat> nightmares always when it's. A bright, sunny, beautiful day the next day, you're just like, stupid. So, uh, I'm, I'm dead asleep, I'm, I'm having this dream, and I'm on the, I'm in the middle of this deserted road, and I'm trying to escape something. I know something's coming to get me, something's looking for me, but I don't know what. And I'm walking down this deserted road in the desert, and all of a sudden, I hear these like really muffled screams coming from behind me down the road and they're getting louder and louder and I hear all this commotion mixed in with the screams and I turn around and there's a Port Authority bus full of people just veering back and forth across the road like the driver has lost control because there are all of these ethereal golem goblins climbing all over it reaching smashing the windows and pulling people out and wrestling them to the ground and the bus is swaying back and forth eventually it like shores up in a ditch on the side of the road all these goblins are just crawling all over this bus like a bunch of spiders just pulling people out of the windows out of the doors throwing them on the ground and i knew this was phase one of coming to get me like they thought i was on this bus so you were the chosen one in a way yeah so, well, I mean, yeah, in this dream, I was. Okay. So I start, I start running, and I'm looking behind me, and the goblins were, the goblins were phase one of this plan, but behind the goblins were a character that I've come to know, that I've come to name as Rabbit Jimmy. And it's, it's going to sound ridiculous, but in the dream, it was terrifying. It was a 
a guy in a suit, business suit, full, you know, jacket, vest, everything, calm, composed, with a gun, but he had the head of a rabbit. It was him, a couple other thugs, following up this bus of goblins, coming to get me. So, what was Rabbit Jimmy's voice like? I've always wondered this. Rabbit Jimmy didn't talk. Rabbit Jimmy! Rabbit Jimmy! In the bussy! Rabbit Jimmy's the Boba Fett of this story. You don't, all, all you know about him is that... Say so he's Australian. Well, we learn... We can we can piece more things together about him as the dream goes along. But at this point, it's a guy with a fucking rabbit head coming to get me. Okay. Next part of the dream, I wake up and I'm chained to this chair in this big industrial factory warehouse. I'm in one of the offices that looks down on, that looks out on the outdoors of the, the warehouse and all the big smokestacks and everything. And I'm looking out these dirty, grimy windows. And there's, uh, remember uh, Jenin and Kelly from uh, PTI? I do we remember have some them. Former classmates of ours that they listen to the show, they'll remember Jenin and Kelly. In this dream, they played the henchman of the boss, who was played by Christopher Walken. But he wasn't like great casting in this. He movie wasn't dream. fun, like enjoyable Christopher Walken. Like he was really serious and really threatening and really scary. And he's I'm chained to this chair, looking out on this factory, and he's walking back and forth in front of me, and he's telling me that I'm the last link he needs to finish what he's been trying to finish all of these years. And if he gets this stuff out of me. It's gonna. Everything's gonna fall into place, and I'm not even gonna realize it. I'm not even gonna know it. But, but everything's gonna fall into place. And he starts writing in the dirt on these windows this crazy language. And there's nothing I can do. I'm cha- chained to this chair. But then he's like, "Let him up. Unchain him. I need to show him something." And we walk to this other room in this complex that has no windows in it. It's a big room. All it has in it is like a big conference table but floor to ceiling on all the walls are these framed pictures of just like melted flesh like sometimes you can make out an eyeball or a finger or like a little bit of hair but it's just these like mutated people that have been like melted into nothing and the whole time he's explaining to me that sometimes the process works and you turn out like Rabbit Jimmy. And other, and then he's like, and other times, well, you can see. And other times. Yeah. And Wow. Um, so I either turn into someone with like some freaky animal head, or I die and turn into this like puddle of people parts. Did Walken explain room. what the advantages to a rabbit head or a... Animal head would be? No. No, this was a bizarre fucking dream. Were, I know that I'm we calling didn't get, out... We didn't get deep into the plot. Yeah, I, I know that I'm asking for plot details from a dream that's already pretty complex. And this was the most vivid dream I've ever had in my life. I felt like it I was there. very detailed. I could smell it. <clears throat> like I, I could feel texture in it. You know, there's other dreams that just, you know, right. you wake up from a nightmare, they pass those dreams. Mm-hmm. This was, incre- it wasn't 
lucid because I didn't realize I was dreaming. Like, this was... It was happening to Yeah, me. like, you couldn't do Every, anything to get yourself out of the situation. That wasn't even an option because yeah. this was... This was real. This was happening. Mm-hmm. So after the room with all the portraits of all the melted people, we go back and I get I get chained up in this little in this little cubby hole. And they throw me in there, and um, the guy played by Kelly from PTI in the Dream, you know Christopher Walken instructs him. He gives him this big syringe of green liquid. The ooze, if you will. The ooze. He's like, tells Kelly, give it to him, and we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. And I'm in this little cubby hole by myself, and while I'm in there, there's this file folder, and I pull it out, and there's a bunch of folders in there of all of my old artwork, like old Toronto Maple Leafs goalies, like old Felix Potvin drawings, and like old Star Wars drawings, and like all this old artwork. And like all these, like all this old shit that I had done. And I'm like, how is this here? I'm like, why the fuck is this stuff here? And at some point, Kelly and I had, it wasn't Kelly from school, but we knew each other. So he's like, well, this is, this is the last chance you're going to have at remembering your life. He's like, once this stuff goes in. You're not going to remember who you are. You're either going to be a puddle or you're going to be elephant head. He was like, and, and if it, he's like, well, best case scenario is you don't, physically you don't change. Well, he, like, he was like, physically you'll change, but you'll remember everything. So, like, I'll look like a totally different person and I'll pass my mother or my brother on the street and they won't recognize me because I look different, but I will know it's them, but I won't be able to relate what happened to me. So I'll be alive, like in my own head, but I won't be able to contact anyone else to tell them what happened to me. So as far as you know, my family and friends know, I just disappeared. They get no closure. They get no anything. All of a sudden, you know, their son, their brother, best friend. That up, fucking dork that we podcast with on Monday nights. Just up and vanishes. No explanations, no reasoning, nothing. And that, in the time of the dream, and he's telling me that this is going to happen, and enjoy all these old drawings that you had, because this is the last little bit of your life you're ever going to have. And I'm, 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 I'm looking through these drawings, and in the dream, I'm like, Kelly, I'm like, you got to help me out. Like, you can't do this. He's like, I have to do this, because Christopher Walken... Like, is that was is that what his name was? I, I, I don't I don't know what his name is. He was like he's not gonna let me do anything different. Like I, I I've, I've got to do this. So then he injects me with this stuff. And in the last like the last seconds before like as the stuff st- I can feel the stuff burning like through my arm and like up into my chest and everything. And I I scroll out this note and that's to this girl at the time and I was like Kelly give this to this girl and the note was just like I, I love you I should have said it but like this is from the real me not you know whatever this is and I'm like Kelly just give it to her just give it to her and he concedes at the end he's like yeah, alright fine fine and like I can feel like my body getting so hot my temperature rising and just this burning through my whole body and then I woke up and I sat up dead straight 
in bed. Like from dead sleep to wide awake, every nerve in my body was just electrified. And I had no idea where I was at, what was going on. Like I looked around my room and nothing was recognizable. Like I was, I was so far deep into that dream that I needed to put everything back together. And the girl that I was with at the time was dead sleep beside me, off in her own, her own fun sleep world beside me. Rainbows and sugar plums. Was that the same girl that you wrote the note to, or was it? <laughs> it's complicated. So, like, she's asleep beside me, and like, I'm, I'm trying to put things together, and it was so bizarre. The whole situation was so. It was so extreme that, like, I I put my hand on her back as she was laying there to kind of ground me to, like, feel something of the real world because this was so, it was so insane. And, like, just the psychological part of not knowing who I was or seeing my mother but not knowing that she was my mother. Like, it was it was all so weird. And, like, I touched her back and that so that's what kind of brought me back. I was like, all right. That was that was fucked up. I always think that, especially since you remember it in such detail, ten years later, that you should have done something with her. You can still do it. You're a young guy. You should do something with that. You should expand on that story and write something further about that because, man, was that a really detailed and thorough and crazy kind of world and it affected you so much... It sounds interesting to me. I'd like to know what the fuck happens when you turn into Rabbit Jimmy and what happened to these other people. It sounds interesting. Yeah, so. I've always I've always had that thought too. I've always and like I've I've jotted down some stuff to try to expand more into that and like what the what the science is of that weird dream world where like Rabbit Jimmy went through this process but he's not the goo. He chose to have a rabbit head. Like, how fucked up are you that you're like, you know what? Rabbit, rabbit head. for me. Like, that was always one of the interesting things of it once I calmed down a few Did days later. Did he have later. the cute floppy ears, or was he more, like, straight I always ears? think straight ears, but that's a nice spin on it. Maybe he did have, like, nice, cute mm-hmm. floppy ears. Nope. Straight, straight, straight and scary. Straight, straight hit, ears. hitman ears. Yeah. And a lot of those, a lot of the details, like, and it wasn't Christopher Walken in the dream. It just looked like... Christopher Walken, but it was a much... It was like B- Blast from the Past style Christopher Walken with Brendan Fraser. Mm. But, yeah, like the Christopher Walken angle and Rabbit Jimmy and all of it sounds so fucking bizarre. But I've never been... I've been in some fucked up, scary situations in real waking life, but nothing like that, man. Nothing like that. So, Justin, I hope you enjoyed that. It looks like we have time for one more question. So we'll go we'll go to the Ouija, we'll conjure up the spirits, and we'll see what kind of uh, what question the Ouija will pick. And it's, Let's do it's, it. It's got, it's got a few left we here, go. so we're going to put our hands on Oh, get your hands on it. Yeah, so that's too much. That's too much. Why are your hands so sweaty after that story? It's gross. Because he, he was feeling it, really. Fucks me up, man. It's Janine's question. All right. <laughs> what was that question again? Janine's, Janine's question is we're playing a fear factor-like game. 
<clears throat> you can either, for your life, because either Leatherface or Freddy or Jason, who would who would be the host of this game of Fear Factor? It can't be Michael Myers or Jason because they don't because talk. Because they don't talk. I feel like that would be fucking hilarious. Though. <laughs> and they cut to him. Right, just. With your host, Jason Voorhees! Just stand there, maybe holding their knife or their machine. Just breathing heavy. (laughs) You're like, okay, so what am I supposed to do again? Well, we all know classic zinger slinger Freddy Krueger would be the ultimate Mm. host for for Murder Factor. Yeah, with your host, Freddy Krueger. Blowjob Factor. Yeah. Was he a uh, a, a real crack-up in the remake? I never did see the remake. I saw it. He wasn't. The remake played it as straight as it could. Yeah. Was the remake good? See it. Go ahead and see it. It it wasn't great, but I would say check it out. Have either of you guys seen the original recently? Not recently, no. Okay. Me either, so. I'd like to see both. Continue. So, Freddy Krueger, as host of Fear Factor, we can either be in a plexiglass coffin with 50 scorpions, same coffin with 100 snakes, swim in an aquarium with sharks. Let's say it's Jaws, this shark that I've heard so much about, right? Uh Uh-huh. Can you even relate to that? You don't even know who that is. I don't know. It may as well well be the deep blue sea shark. Either, both of them in the water. Eat a giant centipede or give a dude a blowjob. Which are you going to do in fear factor? Paul? Um, What if you don't do it? Well, Well, then host Freddy Krueger kills you. What if you do do it? Wait. Well, then you get away. Then you get away with your life. That's not part of the question. If you don't do it, Freddy Krueger kills you. Your her question is a million dollars. This is Halloween. I remixed it. (laughs) I think that's fair. Okay. Um. Well. See, I feel like if you're if you're in a tank with great whites. You're dead. dead. Really? Right? Are great... Great whites... Are you kidding me? No, because great whites aren't really people hunting monsters. All right, so... Like, that's that's a myth. So what you're saying is, so long as you're not bleeding into the water, you're all right. Even if you're bleeding in the water... You can hang out in there for ten minutes, and you're fine. You may be able to get away with that, but that's that's a it, it is a myth that great whites aren't out to just kill people. They're not they're not people eaters, uh, right? They're not you know deep blue sea out for vengeance. But let's just say, for the sake of the question, Freddie just cuts you a little. If bit. If a great white shark in. swims by a human, they're gonna fucking eat them. But they're not. That's not their nature. You're foolish. You're too wrapped up in that Jaws movies. That made no sense what you just said. You think that sharks act like Jaws, and they don't. They do bite people from time to time, but generally, about five people get bit in the entire world a year from any kind of shark. 
I don't want to hold the show up by proving you wrong right now. Um, it's very low, continue. dude. All right. It's very low. It, I, don't hold me to five, but it's low. low. It's low because the ocean's a giant place. and The world's a giant place, if too. You're in, Lots of people. If you're in a fucking 20 by 20 room with 20 sharks and you're the only non-shark in there, chances are you're not making it out. I'm excited. I'm, not, I'm excited for whatever this total is, like I'm thirty, not, and Matt's like in your face, motherfucker. I'm not saying like they're like, mmm, people, <clears throat> but like something's probably gonna go wrong for you in that situation. There have been twenty three attacks in twenty fifteen. See, here we go. Twenty three, more than five. Of Ian, which dummy. one in Hawaii was fatal. Typically, the U.S. sees about thirty to forty attacks. Of which either zero or one is deadly. All right. Look. <laughs> Super low. Anyway. Let's get down to business. Anyway. It's the U.S. Sharks, you're probably, are, you're probably instantly dead. Uh, scorpions, all scorpions are poisonous. I mean, like one sting from one scorpion, you're dead. So in a box with a billion scorpions, you're fucking like dead a billion times. Right. Snakes. Snakes. No one said, what kind of snakes? Garter snakes. I'm, I'm alright with that. I'm gonna get in the box with a ton of garter snakes before I suck some dude off. But let's clarify. Also, eat a giant centipede is a option. Would you eat a giant centipede? How, uh, how uh, giant uh, is a giant centipede? It's as big as your arm. I don't, I don't think they come that big. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> like, I killed one on the wall this past week. It was maybe like two inches long, maybe two and a half. All right, well, we need some other specifics. Who are we sucking off? Is it Chris Pratt? Well, maybe that's my answer. I was going to say, it can be... We're, Is it meatloaf? We're Snakes? We're making this answer. The centipede has to be a real-life centipede. It ha Just like the sharks are not Jaws and Deep Blue Sea. The sharks are real sharks. 30 in the U.S. attack-style sharks. The centipede is... <laughs> the same kind of centipede that you can find. The biggest centipede. I don't know. What's the biggest centipede? Uh, the biggest centipede looks like it's, like, really, it's as big as Matt's forearm. Oh, no. That is gigantic. Yeah, Matt, this looks fucking nasty. Holy shit. And you have to eat it alive? It's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what... Giant centipede? Is that what you look I up? just Googled largest centipede. Yeah, it's And the, it's about as big as your forearm. It's the biggest centipede that you can get. So that's the centipede. That centip thing? That's the centipede. Yes, see? that that thing. That fucking thing? Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah, the centipede that you're legs doing. squirming their way down your gullet. Okay, so Paul, your What's answer. That shit that that we always see running like on walls and stuff that have like the I mean, those more are, delicate looking legs. Those are shit. Millipedes. Is that a milli I think that's a millipede. Are, millipedes are the ones with like the hard shell over top. Of them. Yeah, but the the common house centipede. But that's not Freddy Krueger doesn't play yeah, with common house centipedes. Millipedes are these this guys is, right here. A fucking huh? centipede. Huh. It looks like hair all over it. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine that like crawling down? Because it's still alive. Because you didn't bite no. it. Have you, so ever, it's like... have you ever crushed one of those and their legs yeah. fly off? They don't. They don't just crush. They actually fly off into pieces, like it explodes. Then you see them on the floor and they're still twitching. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they'd be in like your back right. teeth, still twitching a little bit, like kind of. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go box of snakes. 
Boxes That's as big as your entire arm. Let's not say... Uh, is Freddy Krueger going to use fucking gardener snakes? He's not. Game show host Freddy Krueger is going to use at least poisonous snakes. Maybe not cobras. It's not Well, so what cobras. the fuck? What are, you, you don't... Your only option <gasps> to not die... That's what Game Master <laughs> Janine gave someone's dick. That's what the Game Master well, gave you. Well, you don't you. die with the centipede either. Oh, let's go centipede. Let's go centipede. centipede. Yeah. Matt, Matt, what's your answer? This guy whoa, 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 whoa. Who's, Whose dick are we sucking? Okay, in fairness, since it, it's going to be... Since Freddy's the Game Master. Since Freddy's the Game Master. Option, is Matt. it going to be, and we're going with the biggest centipede, is it the biggest dick? Is it like... Like John Hamm? <laughs> is jo- does John Hamm? Or like the grossest dick, like Meatloaf. Does, wait, um... What's that? I don't know. Was that my computer? I don't know. That sounds off. John Hamm... Isn't John Hamm the actor from... Mad Men. Does he have a big dick? Yeah, like it comes down to his knee. How do you know that? Everyone I listen to Hollywood that. Babylon. Oh. I Okay. Okay, so I don't know that. Okay, so John Hamm is the biggest dick. But, like, I, I feel like it'd have a... It may be the biggest, but it's probably, like, the nicest, too. So should we go with the grossest? Is Meatloaf the grossest dick? Do you think he's not? Do you think Meatloaf has a prime package? No, no, no. I'd say, like, Ralphie May. You know the comedian Ralphie May? Yeah. That's That's a gross dick. Yeah. It's a lot of fat hitting you in the head (laughs) while you're blowing him. It's probably a long blowjob, too. Really? You think Ralphie May's got stamina? Um... I'm thinking that we're not good at giving blowjobs. So. Speak for yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Paul, would you be okay? So, Paul, what are you doing? Are you doing? It seems like it's down to the centipede. I don't or, know. I feel like I know what I'm like, so I know what Ralphie May likes. <laughs> okay, it's Ralphie May's dick. It's centipede. Ralphie centipede. <laughs> centipede. Matt, <laughs> I'll choke it down. Centipede. Centipede. I saw those centipedes, man. Fucking Ralphie Mae's dick. <laughs> no, man. I don't care. I was you don't trying, care how long it takes. I was trying to rationalize it in my head. I was like, man, you know, the centipede would be real quick. You just whoop, gulp it down. No, people, no. I take it's people it's in other cultures. They eat weird stuff like this all the time. It's no big deal. No, man. I saw that centipede. I'm blowing Ralphie Mae. I'm sorry. You don't need to be sorry. I'm not that sorry. I mean, like, I I don't think it's going to go as well as you think it's going to go. Uh, you never I know. I think you're going to be like, I'm great at this. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Well, go, go, done. So you have to go until Ralphie May, like... Until Freddy Krueger tells me well, I'm done. Yeah, part of the, I mean, part of the question is you got to swallow it. Yeah, so... Oh, man. Probably what, tastes like chicken and he, waffles. Probably tastes like giant centipede. What if you're what so bad at it, motherfucker? And then, like, Freddie makes you try again tomorrow. What happens? Yeah, what happens if he can't even stay hard? And Freddie's like, mm, "Get back at it, work harder." And Matt and I are already vomiting up our centipede, <laughs> ready to leave the set of you know slasher fear factor. It looks like I'll be pulling a second shift then. <laughs> I guess. You're not. You guys are no. Because and welcome back to the show, our current champion, Ian Sharpley. <laughs> you couldn't even look at that millipede without 
gagging. So, well, the, the, the thing with the really long legs that look like hair, that's not a milli- That's not a centipede. No, it's not a centipede. It's but a the North centipede American look, centipede. The centipede looks worse to me because it's it's gigantic. It is as long as your arm. So that's a... In my head, I was like, okay, centipede, it's a gulp kind of situation. You just down and it you're is. done. You gotta chew no, it. you gotta chew you gotta it. Kill it so it stops moving, and then you gotta chew it. You have the to chop that thing into four sections and chew at it. At least. Up. At least. And it's juicy, it's just like, squirting all over your face. Oh, Wait, are you talking about a centipede or Ralphie May's dick? <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I feel like once you get past. I, I feel like the, the, the grossness of it being in my mouth I can handle, but just psychologically getting over, I'm eating this giant, crunchy, squishy bug with the legs. Like, if I feel like once it's dead and I'm into it, then I can just be like, all right, this is undeboned shrimp, and I'm eating it. But the whole time I'm sucking Ralphie May, I'm like, I have a big dick in my mouth. It tastes like... I'm just, I'm just gonna hope that it goes, cheese. goes quick. Maybe it tastes like donuts. <laughs> Fuck you! Does it taste like donuts? It tastes like donuts. Mmm, <laughs> Boston cream. <laughs> Just like the French crawler. He ejaculates sprinkles <laughs> onto me. I think that's gonna do it for tonight's McSauce-tober episode. Do either of you have anything to add tonight? I think Not we added it all. pretty much covered everything. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here tonight. Uh, I feel like our schedule's been a little scattered for the last couple months. Uh, it feels good to be back in the familiar confines with the three of us. Thanks to all of our listeners who offered up scary time tober questions for the podcast tonight. Thanks Haunted blowjobs! Thanks for, <laughs> for accumulating all those entries for us. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, Lee. We, we really appreciate it. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Casal. We'll see you next time. Make a good bumper. Yeah, that is. <laughs> <laughs> bumper. Oh, that right now. Right. <laughs>